Wonderful evening out there. Welcome to another beautiful live broadcast. This is Isaiah Phillips. I came to I want to especially welcome you to the continuation of our live training. This is our prophetic development uh, school class, if you will, whichever one you want to call it. All right. Thank you so much, Sister Tina. All right. Tonight, I'm going to continue all right, on um, where we left uh, about an hour or two ago. All right. I just felt that I need to finish the thoughts that um, we start establishing. What a time we had, you know, some uh, a few hours ago. What what a what a what a word. What a foundation that we have, you know, uh, laid again in terms of understanding the nature and the character of what you know the prophetic spirit is. Right tonight, I'm just going to continue. Uh, what in fact, what I intended to, you know, uh, establish, uh, you know, this morning was, uh, excuse me, this afternoon was to look into the two philosophy of the prof of prophetic perspective thank you my dear brother solomon uh to thank you for connecting also all right <clears throat> yes so we're going to continue all right tonight we're just going to continue we're still dealing with understanding the framework the foundational framework amen of what a prophetic spirit or prophetic nature is and i think this is vital if we are really going to grow into that full spiritual man all right a full spiritual man according to ephesians chapter 4 a, a full-grown man in christ must be prophetic amen by by nature all right growing in the things of god demands that we grow in the entire spiritual structure of the life of Christ, which I've defined to be prophetic, all right? And we've said the prophetic is not just the ability to operate in the gift, all right? And it's not even the ability to just function in an office, okay? Before the office or before the gift comes the nature, comes the life, all right? There is that life, there is that nature, there is that, if you will, that culture, all right? That spiritual uh, uh, environment, all right, that is given to us that we must grow from, grow from, like I was, you know, you know, sharing a bit earlier, that a child that is born into, you know, certain culture, certain environment, certain home, all right, that does not really need somebody to teach him or her amen the mother's tongue the, ch the child just starts speaking all right just starts speaking that language because you're born into that environment into that culture all right and that and that's the same principle that applies all right to the things of god if we are born into an environment of the kingdom of god into <clears throat> excuse me if we're born into an environment that 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 has Built in us, amen, that the character nature of, of, our, of our ascended, of our redeemed nature, all right? It's so natural for us to grow into, all right, what you call the spiritual components of what defines, amen, our, our, our calling, our grace, our giftings, all right? Many at times, and I'm going to be dealing with this, many at times, you know, as Christians, we tend to deal with things from a remedial point of view and not from the eternal perspective of God. In other words, things have already got in spoil, so we want to find a way of correcting them. All right, that even in the state of trying to correct something, we might not get it right because we really do not understand what we're trying to correct. All right, you cannot adjust a deformed nature. All right, that's why, you know, the, the concept of the fall was a new nature. All right, was not the, well, it, the the concept of the of the of of redemption is not to correct the old nature. No, it's is to discard that old nature. That's why Jesus Christ came. He came to you know represent. He is the he is the is is the is is the what's the word now? 
it's not a duplicate, but he came to he, he, he came to he came to replace. Yes, yes, that's the word. He's the is the replacer. Hallelujah. That's why you find in in the in the scripture the Bible talk about you know a two man. Everything, in fact, everything in the scripture are desi designing twos. All right. There's there, there are two women. There are two churches. There are two men. All right. There's yes, the first man. There's the second man. All right. Jesus Christ did not come to correct the nature of the first man. All right. That 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 nature amen, has been rejected by God. All right. That nature cannot be corrected. And that's why everything that was done, even under the old covenant, all right, to try to mitigate, to try to correct, to try to align, to try to fix that thing, it couldn't work. <laughs> and that's why the entire book of Hebrews was given to us to show us that that thing, amen, has been rejected. We've got to understand that the reason for redemption is for us to be transferred, amen, from that old life, amen, into the new life. And the only way that can happen is through death. It's true, except the corner of a wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. It abides alone. But if he dies, if he, if he dies, amen. Yes, if he dies, not only will he be awakened in the new life, but it will bring forth much fruit. And this is the this is the principle, amen, of redemption that is applied into every dimension of our life, amen, that ought to be reflecting the eternal nature and the eternal life. We cannot fully say we understand, amen, the, the, the ascended ministry gift if we don't understand the nature of the ascended life. In other words, the life that was intended, that has been intended for us from the beginning. There is a life intended for us before the fall. All right? That life was the life we were living in Christ. It was that life that God breathed into the man that he formed out of the dust. All right? Bible says, and God, God, and God made man in his own image and in his own likeness, like I've been sharing. Everything that God imparted into that man, everything that God breathed, amen. In fact, let me put it this way. The, the components of the breath of God, the, you know, that, that life, that Zoe life of God, into man, amen, at dimensions of intelligence, at dimensions of creativity, at dimensions of leadership, at dimensions of, you know, of administrations. They are dimensions, amen, of miracles and healing. In fact, the, the idea of miracles and healing, all of that were from the remedial. Our life ought to be lived in the dimension that we should not be seeking for miracle. Miracle means that, okay, something happened to us. We, we should be an expression, amen, of the divine life. Anyone working in divine healing, you, if, I mean, if you're working in divine health, you don't need healing. That's just what it is. If you're working in divine health, you don't need healing. So healing is a remedial, is a remedial, amen, to having divine, to having divine, you know, health. I hope you get the point that I'm, you know, the concept that I'm using. It's the same principle that applies, amen, to the, you know, to the, to the, to, to the prophetic. All right, we tend to look at the prophetic as just one aspect. We we deal with the prophetic as if we're dealing with just a, a gift. We're dealing with just an office. We have to look at the prophetic as dealing with, amen, a, a value standard, a way of life in the kingdom. Everyone born, amen, into the kingdom. Has that nature of the prophetic. It, it, is, it is your inheritance. The prophetic is the inheritance of them, hallelujah, who have been redeemed from the earth. When you are redeemed from the earth, you begin to live in a dimension of a life, hallelujah, that is beyond what, what, what some little gift or some little, you know, uh, 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 understanding can comprehend. It's a life in Christ. That's what I'm trying to explain. That's what I'm trying to communicate to us. That we have to see the prophetic beyond just the ability to do certain things. To give word of knowledge. Okay. To, you know, to give word of faith. That's why you discover that certain prophets, they never work in certain gifts. 
I mean, how do you define, you know, John the Baptist as a prophet? Yet the Bible says, amen, of all the prophets that were born, there was no greater than John. I mean, Jeremiah was not, was not greater than, you know, was not greater than John. You know, Elijah, amen, was not greater than John. All of these great men, all of these great prophets that we read about in the Old Testament, none of them, hallelujah, could stand John. Yet John never did half of what those guys did. But yet the Bible says he was the way maker. So, so the, 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 the capacity or, 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 or let me put it this way, the, 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 the things that we define, how we qualify, how we reduce, how we, how we view, how we see, how we perceive the prophetic, amen, is far fresh from how, you know, biblical principle defines the prophetic. And that's why we said that if we're going to look at and understand the prophetic, that we cannot reduce the prophetic to some of the things that we see under the Old Testament. You cannot look at Jeremiah, you cannot look at Isaiah, you cannot look at, you know, uh, Ezekiel, you cannot look at you know you know malachi all of these great prophets no you know uh even noah you cannot look at noah you can't look at uh, uh you know uh, uh what, what you know uh, all of these great prophets that we read about in the scripture all right they are just a reflection a shadow a reflection a shadow amen of the nature because what we want to deal with amen it's not some remedial you know peripheral dimension we want to go to the core we want to find the very heart the very life where we're searching for amen the nuclear not just the nucleus we're looking for the nuclear of what define amen a life called the prophetic why do we call it the prophetic? Because it has the ability, amen, to see into the, the intentions of God, into the heart of God. Not just, listen to this, not just about seeing into the future. Mm -mm. It has the ability to see into the heart of God because the prophetic, amen, is a ministry. In fact, it is the sole ministry that represents the heart of God. That represent the heart of God. The prophetic seek to represent the heart of God. The prophetic is not just about warning people. No, no. That is that is a ministry when there, when something somebody does something wrong. But the prophetic itself is designed, amen, to represent the heart of God. And to represent the heart of God, you have to be, amen, within this environment. So the prophetic is one, hallelujah, that that that, that celebrates the, the 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 presence of God, that celebrate the nature of God, that celebrate the the the, you know the, the desires of God. It, it, it's 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 a ministry with a with a proximity, amen, to the Father's heartbeat. It is from that heartbeat that we begin to tap into certain things. We begin to know certain things. That's why Paul talked about the height, the depth, the you know the the length, the width of the things of the Spirit. All right. So let's let's not let's not be too in a hurry to want to define the activity as the very life as the very foundation no we want to go back to the foundation we want to understand all right what it means to be a, to be to be a prophet to be in the prophetic amen to function in the prophetic giftings because these are all dynamics okay uh, you know functioning as a prophet is different from just you know operating in a gift all right and that is different from being prophetic all right, it, it everything has to start from being prophetic. Being prophetic means that you connect, amen, to your true source. You connect to, amen, the true intention. You understand the true intention of God for your life. You understand your identity. You know where you're coming from. You know, amen, what you have been designed for. 
and how you ought to move, how you ought to grow, how you ought to develop, amen, within the framework of God's eternal counsel for your life. Like I said, you know, uh, uh, this afternoon, everything about, amen, the life of a believer ought to express the prophetic nature of God. What does that mean? It represents a life of divine obedience. It represents a life, amen, of divine submission. It represents the life, amen, of faith. It represents, amen, trust. All of those components, amen, are, are deeply rooted, amen, into what you would define, amen, as the prophet prophetic. All right? The prophetic speaks of, you know, a state of being. It also speaks, of, amen, of, of, of a state of, 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 of life, a state of function, amen. It speaks of a state of representation. Hallelujah. You, 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 cannot, you cannot function, amen, as a true kingdom priest without having a prophetic nature. Did you hear what I said? You cannot function. You cannot function successfully as a priest without knowing the heart of God, without knowing the mind of God, without having the intentions of God. All of those dimensions speak into living a realm into the unknown, into a dimension that allow you, amen, to begin to see into that dimension of a life called eternal life or immortal life. Those are all foundations, amen, into the prophetic. And that's why we've been talking about, amen, the, the, the understanding the footing, the footing, amen, that we build, amen, the, the prophetic foundation upon before we then begin to talk about the structure of the prophetic. Because most time, amen, we, we, we focus on the structure, we focus on the ministry, we focus on the activity, we focus on the functionality, but we don't understand, amen, what does this thing sit on? This thing we call the prophetic, all right? Does it mean that, you know, if I'm a prophet, I must always say, thus saith the Lord? Does it mean that as a prophet, amen, if, if, if people must, you know, rec recognize me as a prophet, I must always look, you know, in a certain way. I must always dress in a certain way. I must always speak in a certain way. I must always do certain things. No, no, no. No. There are dynamics in the nature of the prophetic. There are dynamics, amen, in the nature of the prophetic. The, na the nature of the prophetic is a nature of one that has proximity with God. That has proximity with God. Thank you, my dear brother, Andrew, Andrew Becky. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for connecting. All right. That has proximity with God. That is the first thing. But to have proximity with God, you have to be what? You have to be righteous. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy, Holy Spirit, in the Holy Ghost. So these three components, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, are, you know, they are the key. They are the key, if you will. They are the keys of the kingdom that present us, that allow us, amen, to have not just a standing before God, but to actually represent the value standard, amen, of, 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 of God that we carry, amen, in, in, in showing his glory, in reflecting. Because at the end of the day, the essence of the prophetic, amen, is to reveal the glory of God. The prophet are the carrier of the essence of the presence of God and showing that, revealing that to the world. How that happens is a different, is a different topic. <laughs> how, how God wants us to show his glory, that's a different topic. All right? But we've got to understand the basics. We've got to understand the foundation. All right? That, you know, a prophet is one that has a standing with God. That if you have a standing with God, amen, you will, you will get to understand the heart of God. You will understand his will. You will understand his mind. And it's from that point, amen, that you can begin to exercise certain objective, amen, like the concept of you pray that your kingdom come, that his will be done on earth, amen, as it is established in heaven. How do you establish that which 
Heaven has designed or ordained. If you don't, if you don't have a standing, if you don't know what heaven is, 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 is saying, if you don't know the will of heaven, if you don't know the heart of heaven, if you don't know the mind of heaven, how do you establish that on earth? Like I said this morning, this afternoon, the scripture says, one should prophesy, two should judge. How can you judge if you don't have the measuring yastic, if you don't know the modalities, if you don't understand the system, amen, of judge? Like I gave a very good example, all right? You talk about a tester. All right. How how do you know which is positive, which wire is positive from negative if you don't have you know a tester to test amen the electricity lest you touch the wire and you go you understand because you don't know many a times we dumble into spiritual things all right and we find ourselves in error we find ourselves being in fact shooting ourselves at the foot because we do not have that condition that state that understanding we have not been developed amen to know how to test one should prophesy two should judge in other words god wants a community of people amen who have the ability the insight amen the creativity the capacity the wisdom the knowledge amen the skill amen to test test all spirit test all spirit is still in the scripture test all spirit is still in the scripture test all spirit all right. So all of those things are things that we are talking about that will allow us to be able to, amen, you know, be, 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 be clear in dealing with the, the basics. Right. I'm still dealing with the basics. I'm still dealing with the basics. I've, I've not begin to deal with, you know, some of the, some of the things you, you will want to hear and get you excited. I know some of those things that, I know some of the things that people want to hear that get them excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, before we get to, I want to really drill this down. We've got to understand. All right. You know, how do you get to the point where you begin to talk about, you know, certain people operating in certain things that we, then we target prophetic. No, no, many of the things that we do and talk prophetic might not necessarily be pro pro prophetic. It might not necessarily be prophetic. But we've got to understand that the prophetic, amen, deals with the heart of God. It's a spontaneous, you know, expression of the heart of God. That's the first thing we've got to look into. But beyond that, there are definitions that we have given, all right, that maybe I might not be able to go back to. So if you go back to some of the, you know, uh, uh, sessions that we have done, you can understand what we're talking about. Because this is a flow. This is our 15th session. All right, we did 14 this afternoon, which was, mm, it was, it was just amazing, powerful. All right, so this evening, I'm just going to quickly deal with some few points. All right, then I'll, I'll be done. I want to talk about the two, you know, theology, the two theology of prophetic perspective, the two theology, the two theology of prophetic perspective. You've got to understand, all right, that, that everything about the scripture in the entire scripture has to do with how we've been introduced to it. How we perceive it and how we interpret it. How we've been introduced it, how, how we've been introduced to the things of God, all right? How we perceive it and how we represent it, all right? How we've been introduced to it, how we perceive it, how we represent it, all right? That's the thing dividing the body of Christ. I just told you, amen. Those are the things dividing the body of Christ today, all right? Now, now the Bible, Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, I wish that all of you will have one mind. How do you have one mind? <laughs> How do you speak with one mind? How do we all come to that same spiritual, you know, uh, 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 you know, confluence? How do we? How do we? How do we operate from the same spiritual dimension? Only life in the kingdom. Only when we understand, amen, the kingdom life. Only when we understand, amen, the kingdom life and the principle of entering the kingdom that that deals with, amen, death. 
burial, resurrection, and ascension. Those are the keys. Those are the gateway into the things of God. A person who have not understood the principle, amen, of crucifixion, of death. You, you don't know. You, you, see, all of, you see, all those things that Jesus did, they are not just history. They are kingdom principles. The life that Jesus lived is a principle of engaging, amen, the things of God. Jesus Christ lived on earth to show us how to live our life in order to enter into the scope, the realm of what is called kingdom life. Remember that the things of God, that, you know, the, either the gift, amen, or the, what the Bible calls the things of God, they can only begin to operate from within what you call the kingdom life. All right. So, 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 like I said this afternoon, salvation introduces us. Amen. To the ways of God, to the ways of the kingdom. Salvation is not just about taking us to heaven. No. Salvation is, is the gateway, is the portal that opens, that open us into, that open to us. Amen. You know, how to access the things of God. Because you come alive in salvation. Amen. You die. But now you are alive. But you're not just alive, amen. You have come into a dimension of called the ascended life. These are all powerful principles. All right, that sometimes that will take, you know, years for us to fully understand. All right, for me, I, I can't tell you how long it took me to understand the principle of, of you know, of, of, of crucifixion. You know, the sufferings of Christ, the passion of Christ, crucifixion. From crucifixion to, you know, to death. How do you die? What, what are the things that you go through? All right, all of that from, from crucifixion, amen, to death. Like I said, these are all curriculums. These are all, you know, faculties that we've got to go through in the university of the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Death, you know, crucifixion, amen, is a faculty. Amen? There are things that you have to learn in the crucifixion life. There are things you've got to embrace, understand in what is called death. Death is a powerful spiritual principle. <laughs> yes. Except the corner of a wheat falls down and dies. You will never be able to produce. They will never bring you into the realities, amen, of the things of God. So you have to, you have to be, you have to be crucified. You have to die, all right? Then resurrect. The resurrected life is a different dimension. That itself, amen, is a value system. Is a principle, amen. Is a faculty. There are there are things you learn from that in the university of God, in the university of the kingdom. Then, then you begin to ascend on high. You, have you noticed that it is when Jesus ascended on high that he what that he gave gift to men. So the gift is not supposed to function, amen, if you are still in the second class, amen. Maybe you are still dealing, you are still writing the exam of uh, <laughs> death or, you know, crucifixion. You're still doing that. You're still going through life. You're still going through dimensions that, that defines, you know, you being crucified. Have you noticed that to be crucified, you need people to crucify you? <laughs> you can't crucify yourself. <laughs> you can't crucify yourself. Amen. Even if you're able to nail one hand, you need somebody else to nail. Yes, yes. That's when they bring all kinds of crazy people into your life. You must know how to deal with them. They'll be crucifying. You'll be feeling the pain. But it's all part of, amen, a passage into death. That pain that you feel when you die, you don't feel it again. Have you noticed that dead people don't feel, they don't feel nothing. You're dead. So even, even somebody conscious say you will never turn to anything. Mm. You will never prosper. Mm. You don't have what it takes. Mm. Am I not talking to you? Mm. 
Are you out of your brain? Mm. <laughs> Has he gone mad? <laughs> it's called death. It's called death. From death, then you enter into the... If you don't die, they don't bring you to ascended life. Because in the ascended life, that's when you begin to access keys of the kingdom. <laughs> keys of the kingdom are given in the ascended life. So people that have not gone through this process, and suddenly you want to jump into the prophetic, you say, who goes there? Where are you coming from? <laughs> they say, we sit down there. No. No, no, you're not going nowhere. You have to go back. If you try to jump, they will take you back. They will take you back. They will take you back. You have to go through those processes. So that when you step into the ascended life, that ascended life, ah, there are a few people that get there. It's not just meant for, you know, the apostles and the prophets. No, no, no. You, you can be a saint and you can be operating in that dimension. Why? Because you have, you have embraced the journey. You've embraced the journey. You see, you've embraced the journey. So then, they open things up to you. There are things waiting to be exposed, to be revealed to you in that order of life. That's where it says, who can come to the heel of the Lord? The ascended life is the heel of the Lord. We're talking about a principle and process of entering into Amen. The, 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 the spiritual faculty, the faculty, amen, of, 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 of kingdom development is called the prophetic. All right? The, the prophetic is not making noise. No, no, no. It's not. How, that's yet the law. It's a life. It's a culture of the kingdom. It's a life. It's a culture. It's a reflection, amen, of one that have been consumed by Christ. If any man be in Christ, not be in religion. We're reading Hosea chapter 6. Hosea said return to the Lord. He didn't, he didn't say return to something else. He didn't say return to religion. So, so when you understand this principle, you see, those are the things that we, we, are, we ought to have teach people. We have to have, you know, you see, if we teach people, we won't be having crazy people who call themselves prophets doing all these crazy things. If, if all this thing that I've just explained, imagine you teach people this thing. This thing is laid down as a spiritual curriculum in spiritual development, in entering ministry gift. Imagine people have this thing. By the time amen, they get to death, <laughs> they, they, they are like zombies. All right? They are like sheep led to the slaughter. Is that not what the Bible said of Jesus? He was like a sheep led to the slaughter. He never said a word. He had committed his life amen, to, the, him, to him that is able to save. You're not fighting. Your strength has been armed strong. Every, every ounce of strength, every ounce of life in you have been laid on the altar like Isaac. Now they're ready to walk with you. We will never stumble into the things of the spirit if this process amen, are not well established. So you can fight God for the next 10 years of your life. You can be fighting amen, the things of the spirit for the next 20 years of your life. In fact, you can be preaching. You can have all the biggest Bible and be preaching and, and be, you know, do, you know, everything you're doing. You, you know, if you don't go through this path, they will never show you the ascended things of God. You can't, you can't escape it. I, re, I discovered that. So I stopped running. I stopped jumping around. <laughs> I sat there and said, okay, Lord, let your work be perfected in me. <laughs> <laughs> I yield, yes, until every fighting man, amen, amen, in the in the in the in the camp of Israel die. The Bible says they never entered the borderline of the promise. Until all the fighting men, all the fighting men in us, all that thing that's that fights the will of God. No, no, I, I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it. I will do it the way you know everybody's. Sorry, it says okay, you can do it your way. 
but you will not touch the things of God. You see, so are you are you desirous enough? Are you hungry enough? Do you really want the real thing or you want the fake? <laughs> when you go to buy things, where I come from, they will show you. They say, you say, this is the fake one. This is the, this is the original one. You say, do you want the fake one or you want the original? Do you want China or you want, <laughs> you want, you know? <laughs> yes. How much, they tell you, the, the original one will cost you, you know, <laughs> 100 US dollars. But the fake one will cost you maybe 30 US dollars. Make your choice. You say, well, um, I, want the, I want the fake one. Okay, you, you. By the time you spend, you use that fake one for a few days, you have to come back again about and spend another 30. But if you want the original, are you ready to pay the price? Yes. There's a price to pay. That's why not everyone, amen, are able to touch the things, the things that heaven commits into our hand, amen, are not things that heaven just, the, listen, the things of God are valuable. The things of the kingdom are valuable, amen. They are treasures. You don't stumble on treasure, do you? We're reading the same Bible. But guess what? The word is sealed to certain people. While the, the seal of the word has been broken to some. It's the same Bible. You'll be reading the same Bible, but you will not see that, you will not see that thing. They won't show you. But you're reading the same Bible. <laughs> but what? Because your, your eyes of understanding has not been enlightened. The things that will make your eyes of understanding to be enlightened are the things I'm talking about. When every sense of agenda, every sense of, you know, humanism, every sense of your own ways have been brought, amen, to death. No agenda. You're not preaching for money, amen. You're not, do, you're not, you're not seeking the prophetic to show off. Yes. That thing has become a weight, a burden upon you. That if you, even if you don't want to open your mouth, it's like a fire shut up in your bones. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a gift to leverage yourself to become something or to prove to do something. Ah, no, no, no. All of those little you know, human frailties and you know, ambition has been brought to death. They've, they've killed everything. It's when you die and then, then they raise you up. Then, then they baptize you. Are you getting this? It's when you die to your own ways. You, you, everything has been... In fact, by the time they say, now prophesy, you say, no, 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 I, I can't speak. That's what they did to Moses. Moses, an eloquent man. Eloquent. Moses was eloquent. He studied in the best university. The University of Egypt was the best city of his day. He was raised amen, as a prince. He was raised in royalty. He thought he was ready for the things of God. He thought, yeah, he, he was well informed. He was well aware of his, of his mission, of his mandate. And he sat, you know, he studied, he had understudy, he, you know, he had, he had all, he had all the, you know, he, I mean, this, the university that Moses went was like the avid and the, and the pristine of our day. You know, Egypt was like America back in those days. He had, a, he had everything, he was ready. <laughs> God said, you, you're not ready here. You're not ready yet. You thought you're ready, you're not ready yet. 40 years. Finally, I can step into my ministry. This prophetic ministry God has given to me. The, the, first, the first test they gave to him, he, he fell woefully. The brother ran away. <laughs> he thought he's by might. 
they took him they, they took him for another training for 40 years in the wilderness do you want to touch the prophetic 40 years he ran from 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 america he, he went to live in some desert somewhere until he forgot the ministry until he got married until he became a shepherd then they used the things of life to teach him you see thank god for the training he had in pharaoh's court that was good god had a plan for that but god needed to balance it to know that not everything that looks you know bling bling and looks royal amen, defines the things of god and that's what we're teaching in this brand new day that all of these people that are coming to show us how nice their suit is, you know, and show us their nice, you know, nice, nice looking shoes and nice wristwatch and nice big cars and nice structures and all of those things. Those are reflections of the things you have acquired in Egypt. Uh -uh. When it's come to the things of God, it's not good enough. They have to take you to the backside of the wilderness. I'm talking about the theology. The theology of the prophetic from heaven perspective. We're going to look at a scripture quickly. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. You know the scripture. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Declares the Lord. I like the word that says, you know, the, the Lordship of Christ reflects his sovereignty. Reflects, amen, his supremacy. Because every time you hear the word Lord, you've got to understand what that means. For my, for my thoughts, the word thought means my, 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 my philosophy, my, 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 my way of doing things. You see, our life amen, is, is, is fashioned by the state of our thoughts. You can't hide your thoughts. Your thought will always tell on you. No matter how you try to hide it, no matter how you try to dress it, no matter how you try to, you know, paint it and make it look, your thought at some point, amen, will, will give you up. God says, amen, the things that defines my life comes from a place called the thought realm. It's, it's where, amen, the intentions of a man sits. The thought is where, amen, the intentions, the true intentions of a man sits. God has a thought realm. God can think. God, God is intelligent. <laughs> he said, my thoughts are not... So he wants you to understand that everything that he does, amen, comes with a preordained objective. Isn't it? Behind every word, there is a thought. Behind every action, there is a thought. The thought is the motive. Most of the time, we don't see the, we don't see the motive, amen, but the motive is there. You see, the motive of this message is for somebody to catch the truth, is for somebody to know the truth. That's why I'm preaching this. You know, I was supposed to be resting. I said to myself, now I've got to come back tonight again. I've got to finish this because I, I feel a lot just in my spirit that I must do this before, you know, before, <clears throat> uh, you know, the, 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 we, we finish the day. There's something that is motivating me. It's from that thought realm. Your thought realm, amen, has to be fashioned, has to be reformed, has to be conformed into the thought of God. We must have the same thought with this thought. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. So he knows, he recognizes that you've got a thought, but that thought is perverted. That thought, amen, is the thought, amen, that comes from the nature of the first man. It's corrupt. 
So he say, hey, even in even in representing me, you can represent me from a dimension of your thoughts, your 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 idea, your inspiration, amen, your own motive, your own motivation. Say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, your ways, my way. Uh -uh. Say, 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 you've got to understand that there are two philosophies here, there are two value systems here, there are two theologies here. There's your theology and there's my theology. There's a way you define me and there's a way I define myself. Come on. <laughs> there's a way you look at me, there's a way I want you to see me. All of you watching me right now, there's a way, there's something you think about me. There's a way you're looking at me. There's something that, you know, that you're thinking about this guy called Isaiah Phillips. It can be wrong and can be right. It can be, it can be, you know, it can be wrong, it can be right. But if I tell you who I am, amen, and maybe that will adjust your thoughts. You, you understand this? It says, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens. Now he's telling, he's telling us, he's showing us, amen, the, how far, how distant we are, amen, from his thing. And this is why I'm looking at the footings. What are the things that the scripture has given to us and some of the things we've learned by revelation and those are some of the things that I have captured by experience. You put all this thing together that informs this teaching that, hey, if you want to understand the prophetic, don't start with the gift don't start with the ability to prophesy or to give a word of knowledge or to give somebody that ah, that's not the prophetic listen a magician can do that you've got to trace and track the spirit the motive the culture the nature where this thing is coming from we've got to trace the stream the bible says and there were four streams that flew from somewhere that that came from somewhere all right you can be seeing four streams flowing but uh, excuse me what is their connection where where what's their location where are they coming from you see it's where they're coming from amen when you understand where those where those streams are flowing from you understand their source And there were four streams, amen, that, 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 that flew out of Eden. The every stream has got its source. If you're celebrating the stream, but you don't connect, you don't understand the source, you're deceived. So we're looking at the stream of God here. We're looking at the philosophy, amen, that defines the footing of biblical prophecy, biblical prophetic grace. So that we don't continue to have magicians in the house. And continue to have Sangomas who are well dressed. Alright? Telling us, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Ah, you can be deceived. Magicians, yes. <laughs> there are magicians today in the house of God wearing suit. Saying they are prophets. There are Sangomas today in the house of God with suits. As long as they wear suits, we accept them. We are all being deceived by suit. <laughs> That's why when I came to the prophetic, the first thing I threw away was my suit. I wanted to be as normal and ordinary. Because, you know, the idea is if you don't wear a suit, if you don't look in a particular way, and then, then you are not accepted. Until today, a lot of people still find it difficult, you know, to relate with me because they can't predict me. You can't, you should be, why should you be able to predict a prophet? My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher. Listen, friends. 
when you talk about the prophetic, you're talking about realms upon realms upon realms upon realms upon as the heavens are higher. There are heights in the things of the spirit as they are depths. As the, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So there is, a, there is a distance. There's a space distance. As the heavens are higher than the earth. I want you to see what the Lord is saying. So we don't misrepresent the things of God in this twilight day of the third day. This is the day where the priesthood, the order, and the concept of engagement has changed. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my so are my ways. Can I hear you say the ways of God? The ways, so are my ways. My ways. The ways of God. The ways of his movement. The ways of his intention. The ways of his speakings, the ways of his activity, the ways of his dealings, the ways of his love, his mercy, his judgment, the ways, the ways, the ways, the ways of God. Yes, there are things called the ways of God. The ways of God means he's not going to do it your way. And guess what? That way is not one way because we can say the word is plural. He said the ways. <laughs> So when you, when you understand what is called Jesus the way, in that way there are dimensions. Right? There are dimensions of ways in Christ. That's why you will never see Jesus repeat the same thing twice. You will never find in the scripture where Jesus did the same thing the same way twice. No, 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 no. You will never find it. Show me the miracle that Jesus did twice the same way. Never. <laughs> because the things of God are dynamic. <laughs> There are, there are dynamism to the things of God. The things of God are very unique. No two prophets are the same. No two gift functions the same way. If, 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 you, if you are to be placed where I am right now, to be saying the same things, using the same material, amen. Listen to this. You'll be saying the same, different things. Because of that, that which is called the ways of God. We all, amen, are, are born to be unique. That's why they want to bring everybody together. It doesn't work. Amen. There is a place where we confluence. That, you, see, you, see, you see, I believe in spiritual connection. I don't believe in humanistic networking. Everybody is trying to bring everybody together, amen, to increase their own thing. Not to advance. You see, when, when our spirit connects together, guess what? We will become a net together. The ways of God. As, 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 as the heavens are higher. Alright? The Lord says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. We also have our own ways. You know, you know that word ways are defined to be philosophy. The way, you know, every, every culture, civilizations, they have their own ways. The world till today is using amen, the Greek philosophy, the Greek ways. There's a philosophy today governing the earth. It's been governing the earth amen, right from you know, the days of the Roman Empire. It's called the Greek philosophy. There was a time where the earth was being governed amen, by the Egyptian philosophy. 
There was a period where, amen, the world was governed, hallelujah, by, 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 by the Babylonian philosophy. Today, the world is still governed, amen, by some of this idea, but mostly, particularly in, in, the, in politics, is, is still the Greek philosophy. And we saw how God judged that thing, amen. In, 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 was, it, was it 20, you know, 20, 2008, when we had, we had that economic meltdown, Greek went down. Everything that, till today, Greek has not, Greek, amen, Italy has not survived. God judged that system. Amen. He's still judging that image amen, of Nebuchadnezzar. Everything is still coming down. Have you seen that today we are at the foot realm of that image? Yes, the iron and the clay. God is still It's They are all philosophy. Amen. From the head of gold all the way to the iron and clay of that image of Nebuchadnezzar. Those are the image that defines amen, the, 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 the philosophy of men. They are collapsing. Now they are fighting. They are trying to use all kinds of things to want to take over and control the earth. It will not stand. It will not stand. For the counsel of God shall stand. The ways of God will stand. Listen to this. There is no antichrist that can stop what God has begun to do. Yes, will the church be persecuted? Yes, but we have to prepare that church that can resist persecution. That's why we have to begin to train people, hallelujah, to look at death eyeball to eyeball and say make my day that's how the holy church won <laughs> that's how they won we're not afraid of death we're not afraid amen of corona amen either the one that was fashioned amen in a lab somewhere or the one that came through animal we are not afraid of them the church of the lord in this brand new day is rising up hallelujah and marching the kingdom of god is advancing the gate of hell cannot prevail God on the, see, these are philosophy that must guide, that must define who we are. Less, amen, we are shut down because the government says, sit in your house. You can sit in your house and be advancing the kingdom of God. See, I'm in my house, but I'm advancing the kingdom of God. Suddenly, everybody, all the pastors now, they want to come, on, want to come online. Everybody is trying to find a peace, a peace of themselves online. We've been dealing with this thing for all, almost how many years now we've been online? We've been saying online, amen, is the future. A cyber church. You can't stop it. When we began this thing, there were many pastors who were fighting me, castigating. No, this guy, because he doesn't have a church, he wants to destroy what we're building. I said, look at you, you're fool. I started, I built a church from the scratch for 20 years. I was a pastor. 20 years. And heaven is still moving. When the season changes, the pattern must change. When the season changes, the priesthood must change. When the season changing, the strategy must change. Many of them, they are blind. They can't see that the, God is still using Corona to wake them up. Hey, they can't still see. It. They're still fighting. No, we're going to go to church. Sunday, we're going to go to church. God said, <laughs> you guys, <can't, laughs> you see, they can't do without the people. They cannot do without the people. The people is their image. They are saw. They say, when we, Saul said, when I saw the people scattering, I can't take it. I'm losing my mind. I'm, I say, I call for the offering. Come, bring, bring, let me do the sacrifice. They say, you've done a foolish thing. You've done a foolish thing. Are you hearing the voice of God, friends? God told me, take the airwave. You will take the land. And I've chose to obey him. I'm not foolish. I'm not, I mean, I'm building the house on the rock. This is house on the rock, not, not house on the sand. House on the sand in this day, they're crying, sinking sand. 
quicksand. The whole thing is sinking. I'm seeing them now online, online church, online. I say, look at them. May, not, may never be too late for you. My thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why it's called the prophetic. God can show us what is yet to come. We read the scripture, amen, this afternoon. Yes, Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 11, 11, 7. Yes, about Noah, the Bible says he was warned about things, about things that had, that had not yet appeared, about things that had not yet come. He was warned in holy fear. He began to build. The pattern changed. In holy fear, it changed hallelujah, his architecture. It changed his location. In holy fear, he engaged in things that people of his day could not even comprehend. That is what is called the prophetic. It's how we do things. It's how we see things. It's how we connect. It's how we understand amen, society. It's how we read into global affairs. The prophetic can read the handwriting of, uh, on the wall. The prophetic knows amen, how, how to manage times and season. Amen. For there is a time unto all things. The prophetic knows that there is a time to wail, there's time to weep, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to sow, and there is a time, hallelujah, to begin to reap. That's the all of that speaks into the nature and the character. When people are still saying, ah, oh, it's four months to have it. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and behold the field. Are you blind? Lift up your eyes and see. Behold the field. The harvest is ripe. He said, don't say. You see, when they adjust your, spect your prophetic spectacle, your mouth, your declaration will change. The reason why people are just going to, 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 to is because they, they, they are still seeing men walking like trees. Their, their sight has not been corrected. Jesus looked at the same thing they were seeing. They said, ah, four months. Uh, let's wait for Then it's going to arrive. Jesus said, are you blind? You, can't you see? Can't you see? That if this thing is already white to be harvested? My ways are not your ways. We're talking about foundation to understand how to operate, how to connect, and how to function in what is called the prophetic. When the prophetic, hallelujah, begins to walk in terms of his nature in your life, it will look as if you've been isolated. It will seem as if you've been isolated. You've been cut away from everybody. Everybody's going left, you're going right. Everybody's going you know, right, you're going left. You're wondering, am I, am I running crazy? No, you're not running crazy. You're following a voice. You say you will hear a voice behind you. <laughs> Friends, they say, come up high, let's show you. When people are dancing in the valley, you know, you are climbing the hill of the Lord. You say, look at this fool, what's going on with you? You're climbing the hill. They're wondering, what is up there that you're going? Ah, there's a voice calling you. When, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John, after six days, he took Peter, James, and John to the mountain of transfiguration. They didn't know what they were going to see there. There was a reason why he took Peter, James, and John because he knew those are the people that will be defining, hallelujah, the structure, amen, of that which he is about to build called the ecclesia. He took Peter, James, and John. Those were the people that will shape and form, amen, the spiritual foundation, the spiritual structure. Those are the people, amen, that will determine how far the, the, the church will, will advance. It took them. It took them. 
And that's how it is. They will take you. Out of the bunch, they will take you. They say, come, you come. You, yes, you. <laughs> you say, me, me. I'm, I'm the least in my father's house. They say, that's why we chose you. <laughs> I am the least in my father's house. Yes, that's the reason why we chose you. I'm the one. I never went to school. I don't know nothing. This, that's the reason why we chose you. <laughs> God is always looking for the foolish things of this world. Yes, to don't find the wise. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are not your ways, declares the Lord. As the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thought higher than your thoughts. It's a battle of philosophy. Did you hear what I said, friends? It's a battle of philosophy. When you step into the nature, the, 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 the arena amen, of coming to your true identity in Christ, you are going to begin to face and fight certain ideologies and philosophy that want to keep you at the at the back, that want to put you keep you remaining on, 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 that, on that first level, amen in that outer court, but you're going to fight your way in, <laughs> you are going to what? Fight your way in, yes you say stay here, you say no I'm not staying here, I hear a voice calling me I hear a voice says, come, let's cross to the other side. They say, but they storm. He said, that's where we're going. <laughs> My ways are not, if you want to remain where everybody is, you will never tap into the prophetic. You will celebrate what everybody's celebrating. And you will never know that that thing that they're celebrating, amen, is, a, is an inspiration. It was inspired by some magician. Excuse me? Yeah. When Moses, when Moses, when Moses drew his, 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 his rod, come on, didn't Pharaoh call his own magician to, oh yeah, you understand. So when I'm using the word magician, you better understand, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when, when God said Moses, all right, and Moses got to the palace, and Moses thought, yeah, I'm going to show this guy. God has prepared me, finally. I'm going to show, I'm going to show this guy that finally I'm, I'm, I'm ready to deal with him. Pharaoh let my people go that they may serve me. Pharaoh said, who is that God? Are you ready? <laughs> who is that God? There will be voices that will be challenging the values and the state of God in your life when you begin to enter into the, into the art of kingdom life. It's called the prophetic. You can't separate the two. To be, to be a kingdom agent, to be a kingdom person, amen, is to step into the prophetic. Because once you step into the kingdom life, your sight is open. Except a man, amen, be born again. He cannot see. Sight is what leads you into the kingdom life. And once you step into the kingdom life, you step into what I call the act of living. We have not started living until we step into the kingdom life. And to step into the kingdom life is to be exposed into your true nature and identity in Christ. When that happens, then they begins to show you. Remember when Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many, many mansions or many rooms. Those rooms, amen, reflect all the components of your eternal identity in God. Every room represents something that you must know, you must have, you must become, that must be restored back to you. It's from that order of the kingdom life that your life is now being restored back. Your true eternal image, your true eternal position in Christ, amen, is restored back to you. In my father's house, 
The Father's house is not some physical mansion somewhere. It's a state of life. Yeah. At least Jacob made us to understand that. That the house of God may look like a barren height. In nowhere, in no man's land. But if they open your eyes in the spirit, ah, you're going to see activity. Angels ascending and descending. <laughs> they said to Nathaniel, are you just rejoicing the fact that I said I saw you sitting under the sycamore tree? He said, wait until you begin to see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. <laughs> Nathaniel said, you must really be the son of the living God. He said, Jesus said, you don't understand. We're just introducing you to this thing. That thing was too much for Nathaniel. We don't hear about him again. Are you getting the philosophy that we're tracking? Tonight we're tracking a philosophy here. If, if somebody stands to say they're representing the prophetic, you've got to track them by some of these things that we're talking about. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. You have your own way, I've got my own way. Your own way are your philosophy. The world, like I said, the world system have their own philosophy. In the kingdom, we have our own philosophy too. We have our own culture. We have our own way of life. We have our own diet. Come on. We have our own, our own apparel, what we wear. All of these things, we see it. It's there. Let me read some th few things um, uh, from my note. I said many a times we deal with life, including spiritual things, from a remedial position. You've been, he you've been hearing me using that word remedial, okay? You don't deal with them from the, from the very heart of things. You're dealing with things from a position of trying to correct. And you don't even understand what you're trying to correct. That's why some, some people, they will argue with you. They will argue with you. <laughs> Because what they know is what has been passed down to them by somebody. And that's why they call denomination. So many a times we deal with life, including spiritual things from a remedial position. Which does not help us, amen, at all to understand the whole eternal counsel of divine intention. When we lack a holistic panoramic perspective of the father's view. Amen. To approach life, including the prophetic ministry or any of the ascended ministry gift, we automatically misdefine. We automatically misdefine and misinterpret heaven's intention. While the prophetic, listen to this, while the prophetic seeks to predict and reveal what is ahead of us, yet if we if we learn what is called the most excellent way by walking, by walking with God, not only do we have the advantage of knowing what is ahead, but we shall also have, amen, the, the blessed privilege of abiding, amen, in the resident presence of the Father that abides in us. So it's not just enough to have a knowledge about, you know, what is ahead. Because that's a prophetic. I want to know the future. I want to know the future. The future is in the person. So when the reality of the presence of Christ, <laughs> here's the key. Abraham, walk before me and be what? 
perfect. So, so the more Abraham walked walk with God in that constancy, in that continual presence, you see, there's a continuous presence of God that, that every day when you wake up, hallelujah, you lift up your holy hand, you give glory, you worship God, you express your devotion, hallelujah, you, you live your life starting in obedience. Guess what? You are living in the continual presence that deals with the future because the future is not a place. The future is a person. All right? The future is not a place. It's not an event. All right? The future is not just about some eschatology. You know? How the, how the Antichrist is going to... How the man of sin is going to... Uh, listen, the future has already begun. You know, somebody was saying... I was listening to you know, one of these... I'm not going to mention his name because he's a very you know, renowned man of God. He said, you see, you see... He said, all that is happening today... It's not Armageddon. <laughs> uh, of course, that might be true. But the question that, you know, popped in my spirit while I was, you know, taking a shower before coming, I said, if Armageddon comes, how would Armageddon look? Because everyone say, oh, Armageddon. If Armageddon comes, would it be worse than what people are going through now? I mean, a whole nation is shut down. I mean, here it's still okay. You can still see people walking around. Okay, maybe by tomorrow we'll begin to see really shut down. But I was listening to a guy preaching in in America, in a, one of the states in America. I mean, the entire street is like a ghost. Is like a ghost ghost land. Shut down. This guy is preaching on the street. Nobody's talking. Nobody's arresting him. No. I mean, I say, what an opportunity for the church. But the question that comes to mind is, if they ever told people six months ago that a time is going to come, amen, today, the, you know, the 26th of March, that people will not be able to walk on the street, that people will be locked down in their house, that you will not be able to go out to buy, a, won't people stone you? When people say, oh God, what, what kind of a prophet do you think? <laughs> Friends, it's happening. So, and this is what I'm saying. Do not trivialize. Do not, do not oversimplify this, this period that we live in. Because you say, okay, am I good? Am I getting on? This is not am I getting on. If this is not the beginning of back punk, tell me what it is then. Because people are losing their job, they're losing their business. I mean, family are going crazy. I mean, I hear today that you know they want to start, you know, teaching, you know, the the the, the welfare, you know, department, social welfare, you know, to to start, you know, how to counsel people because, because people are beginning to lose their mind. Right? People are getting depressed. If this is not the beginning of a bad punk, what, then what is it? I tell you, if this thing continues for the next two months, you're going to see anarchy on the street. Because people are not used to being shut down, being locked down. Unbelievers, they, they, can, they can't handle it. You're going to see it's going to be a war between real military men <laughs> and, and, and humans on the road. Yes. Government will not be able to handle it. This thing is going to be taken over by military people. Because they can handle it. 
So let's let's understand that the Bible talk about amen a day of the beginning of sorrow. This is it. When the Antichrist begins to rule, we will be living our life like this. It will be you just be hearing news. Yes, all of this you'll be hearing certain news. You'll be hearing certain instructions. That's it. What are you gonna do? What what can you do? If they say okay now because you know there's no more food in you know in the stores, so for you to be able to buy food, we have to give you certain pass. All right, and you cannot take beyond X, Y, Z. In fact, I went to pick and pay today to get some food. Guess what? They say you can't take beyond you know certain items. You can't take beyond ten, below ten. Say me. <laughs> These are all part of the things that the scripture speaks about. So let's not downplay this thing as if this is not scripture coming to pass. Yes, somebody might have cooked up this thing in some laboratory, but guess what? It's all part of their plan, all right, to take over the world. But it's still also part of God's plan, amen, to use this thing to glorify himself and his name. That's what I'm talking about. It all depends on our perspective. So while you're trying to appease and calm the people, not to bother, but also don't over, you know, over, you know, uh, uh, downplay this thing. Let the people know the part of this thing that is happening. Listen to this. If you, if, you, if you begin to estimate, because people are saying, well, you know, the world, the world have been having all kinds of flus, you know, and all of that and all of that. Excuse me, how many flu in the past three, four, five years that have so hit the earth to the point that it shuts down the economy of the world? How many flu? Is it the SARS flu or anyone? <laughs> All right. That are shut down. That I mean, America today they 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 are talking about pumping about three trillion three trillion to cushion the economy. I'm not naive, friends. Yes. This can be arranged. It can be a plan of certain people. But guess what? <laughs> you, you think the Antichrist, when the Antichrist want to come and, and rule or the man of sin, like the Bible call him, if, do you think he, ha he, has no, he has no strategy, he has no plan in place? Of course, he, he has his own plan. And he's using some of the best people that we, we love and we celebrate. And the people that say, yes, these people, these people are giving, you know, you know, these billions, they're supporting this. The same people giving billions are the same people wanting to take over the world that's why this morning i love the scripture we read amen man shall not live by bread alone if you live by bread alone philosophy you are captured <laughs> all right they'll be giving you money and they'll be taking your your liberty from you. you 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 like money right okay here's money but we're taking your right from you so they're giving you money. Okay, we pumping. They were, the same people pumping money into the economy. We're pumping money into the economy. You know, we're trying to cushion. You know, you know the you know the impact of 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 Corona and everybody say, ah, oh, government is trying. Oh, this people. But meanwhile, that money is coming from somewhere. Where they get all this money? They're spending. The same people they saying they don't have money. Where are they getting all this money? Who is lying to who? Who is deceiving who? Come on, open your eyes. You see, this is what the prophetic is. You are not deceived. You are not, you, are, you know, nobody, nobody blows a small screen on you. You are not captured. You know, you, you don't look at the fruit and say, oh, I just want to taste this fruit. No, don't touch it.
is an accursed thing. Nobody will be able to buy or sell except you have the mark. We don't know the nature of what the Bible defines as the mark of the beast. We don't know. But we know a, a certain dimension that gives you a pass to cushion your, you know, your, you know, your, 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 your God knows what. But as they're giving you the ability to buy and sell, guess what? They're also taking your mind. They're taking your right. All right? You're compromising. And this is, how do we define all of this? Where do you draw the line between obedience, amen, and your liberty and rights being taken? Where do you draw the line? That's why the Bible says, this thing calls for wisdom. He who must read must be able to have insight. You say, for it is the number of man. It's not the number of some spirit. It's the number of man. The number 666, amen, is a code. It's a code of human operation. It's not the number of your forehead, 666. Nobody goes around with the number 666 on their hand, 666. No, that number, amen, is a, is a tripartite dimension of the human nature ruling. It is, it is human nature earlier taking over. Remember what they said in Psalm 2? They say we refuse to listen to the king. We refuse to submit to his authority. Why do the nation, the, the nation, in fact, let me read that scripture while I'm, while I'm on this. Got to understand this, friends. Why do the, why, Psalm 2 verse 1, why do, why do the nations, the nations, the nations conspiring and the people plot in vain? Are the nation conspiring right now? Yes. Who are this nation? You think it's just every every no no? They are key people, key instruments across the nation that are all connected to this one one order of of life, whatever they call themselves. I don't care whatever they call themselves. But guess what? There are system that wants to rule and control. Amen. How you think, how you reason, how you interpret things. If you're in the prophetic, you will not be hijacked by this philosophy. My ways are not your ways. There is a way of the world and there is a way of God. There's a way of the kingdom. There is a philosophy, all right, that the world will look at things and interpret them. And there is a way, amen, the Lord will have us see things and interpret them. The kings of the earth. You better understand that there are people called the kings of the earth. Some of them are not even, they are not even presidents. There was a certain man that was asked, why don't you run for the president of the United States of America? He said, president of America, they have limited power. He says, you think they are powerful? They have limited power. In other words, there are powers behind, there are powers that source, there are powers that defines amen, the powers of the president. That's a man called Bill Gates. They asked him, why don't you run for the president? He said, no, 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 no. That's a small power. <laughs> And it's true. He's right. You see, there are people today that the president must bow to. He must listen to. Because they, they define the economy. They can shut down the economy. The president may have the power to do certain things. But guess what? They can also shut down the president. They can decide. If, if, those, if those economic gurus decide to revolt, guess what? That's it. <laughs> the Bible said the kings of the earth take... Take their stand. 
And the rulers gathered together against the Lord. You better believe there's a war against the Lord. But not just against the Lord, also against his anointed we. Against the Lord and against his anointed one. Look, 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 at, the, look at the word. Let us break their chain. They say, and throw off their fetters. They think that the things of God is putting them in bondage. They say, no, we will revolt against the Lord and against, amen, his holy one. So let's understand. Friends, are you picking this? Are you picking the frequency? So while the prophetic seeks to predict and reveal what is ahead of us, yet if we learn what is called the most excellent way, there's a principle in the scripture that is called, I show you the, 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 the more or the most excellent way or the more, or the more excellent way, all right? By walking with God, not only do we have the advantage of knowing what is ahead, but we shall also have the blessed privilege of the abiding resident presence of the Father with us. To merely reduce the prophetic ministry to some end-time antichrist futuristic event is to be deficient of the divine initiative of the Father for creation. I like this. I'm reading from my note now. I'm back to my note. <laughs> to merely reduce the prophetic ministry to some end time, you know, futuristic. The end time is about the person. It's called Jesus Christ. Revelation. Come. They say, come. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, John chapter 1 verse 1. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The entire, you know, order of what is happening right now is about a person. It's about his kingdom. Amen. It's about his glory. It's about his nature. It's about his presence. And that is what we want to know. We want to know Christ because when we know Christ, then we know other things. To merely reduce the prophetic ministry to some end time antichrist futuristic event is to be deficient of the divine initiative of the father for creation and to be incapable of understanding his redemptive and restorative objective. Then there's a sub subtitle. This is what I'm going to end. I call it the future is now. The future is a conclusive event in Christ's finished work. Wow. The future is a conclusive event in Christ's finished work. You know, when you have this, oh Lord Jesus, help me. When we have this understanding, when, becomes, when this becomes the resident philosophy that guides our spirituality, would you be afraid? This is what, amen, those who, who went ahead of us knew. That's why when they threw them, amen, you know, to, to, to lions, you know, and they threw them to all kinds of animals. These guys were laughing because they understood something that many of us don't understand today. That's why you see people running around. They're afraid. They're panicking. Christian panicking. Afraid. Because they have not learned to conquer death. They don't understand what is ahead of them. You know why? Because all that they've been taught, amen, is to use their faith to get things. So they're getting the same thing that unbelievers are pursuing. <laughs> the same thing that unbelievers are running after, those are the same things that they are pursuing. Now, listen to this. I'm not saying we should not gain things on earth. I'm not saying we should not, you know, get wealthy and blessed. That's not what I'm saying. We can get wealthy. We can get blessed. We can have all the money of this world. But our heart must not be there. And those things must not define our values. 
Money is just about the tool. Even the Muslim understood that. The money is a tool. That's why a Muslim, he works very hard. And all the money he makes, he, pump, he, pumps, he pumps that money into jihad, into the philosophy of jihad. Let's take over the world. You know, once time, I'm, I, I'm just, let me not even go into all that. Let's, 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 let's continue. The future is a conclusive event in Christ's finished work. As we read the account of the end of the book of Revelation, not just as a, a, pre, a, pre, a, pre, a predictive prophetic event, but as a revelation of the fruit of the work of redemption through the cross of Christ's death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Wow, this is, this is powerful. Let me take that again. The future is a conclusive event in Christ's finished work. As we read the account of the end in the book of Revelation, not just as a predictive a predictive uh, 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 prophetic event, but as the revelation of the fruits of the work of redemption through the cross of Christ, of Christ's death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, we enter into the confluence, amen, of the eternal finished work. Those who will refuse and reject, listen to this, those, those who will refuse and reject what Excuse me, those who will refuse and reject that finished work of the shed blood of Christ have a first hand predictive description, amen, of that which will control and rule their life. So if you reject the finished work, amen, of, 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 of the shed blood of Christ on the cross, basically what you're doing is you are embracing a philosophy that will keep you in fear, in bondage to the point that the enemy, hallelujah, will lord it over you. Let me read something that will begin to close. Those who have learned of wisdom to abide in Christ perpetually will not only know what is about to happen, but will be prepared and be ready for the impact of such an event when they finally occur. Let's, let's take that again because this is very profound. Is it because we're trying to debunk an idea that the prophetic is just about a future. And because we talk about the future, a lot of people, it is either they, they relax themselves or they go into panic. If you notice, people always ask, hey, I want to know about what is going to happen to me. Prophet, what is going to happen about my future? My future, my future. When you live in that state of life, you live in fear. Because you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. You don't know, no, 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 no. Like I said, the future is a person and the future lives in a person. But those who have, who have learned of wisdom, Remember, wisdom is what leads and guides us. It's through wisdom that we tap into the things of God. Those who, who have learned to live their life, amen, through, you know, wisdom in the abiding perpetual life we have in Christ, will not only be able to, will not only be able to be prepared, amen, for what is ahead of them, amen, but even when that which is ahead of them finally come in terms of the future, they are ready. 
The prophetic is a dimension of a life in Christ and not just an act of some mysterious event. The prophetic is a dimension of a life in Christ and not just amen, an act of some mysterious event. Events are shaped by a cause. Events are shaped by a cause. A cause, good or bad, will eventually work for the good of those who love the Lord and are rooted in the nature of Christ. Adam, outside our Lord Jesus Christ, was the most prophetic human that ever walked on earth. Let's take that profound statement again. Adam, outside our Lord Jesus Christ, was the most prophetic human that ever walked on earth. And that same prophetic spirit in Adam, amen, used in Adam, used in identifying the animals. He was able to nature them. And that spirit, amen, is still very much alive and at work in every one of us today. As we shift to the ascended life of the second man, the last Adam, we are poised to function in the greater flow of the life of the prophetic spirit. When we truly, when we truly capture the essence, when we truly capture the essence of the spirit of redemption we become restored by default to the to that point where we where we function in our original creative prophetic space in the father wow while the prophetic therefore seeks to prepare us for what is ahead it is however it is however the primary function of, excuse me however the primary function of the prophetic is to bring us to the restora restorative space Adam, you know, shared with the Father in the cool of the day. It is the ministry of an advanced prophetic objective to, to, re to return us to the original eternal identity and plan of the Father in Eden. I love this. Amen. The core, the, the advanced nature of the prophetic ministry or the prophetic objective, like I, like I said here, is to return us back to that original eternal identity and plan of the Father in Eden. In other words, the Father still wants to have fellowship with us. Adam, where are you? He still wants to commune. The more we commune with the Father, the more we are able to represent him in all of the dimensions of what is called the ascended gift. Are you seeing my are you seeing my philosophy? Are you seeing where I draw my own, you know, belief system in terms of what the prophetic is, which I believe, amen, is is more robust, more established than just, you know, picking some gifts drawing some fruit somewhere without being able to connect amen with the life the prophetic amen is the definition of a rebranding of our image and identity back to the original intended purpose of the father in christ for in christ all things consist amen and derive their identity and functionality i love this the prophetic therefore is the redemptive vehicle of the spirit of truth that lead us to the place where we can see ourselves and rest in that creative divine nature And this is an ascended, an ascended realm of life. This type of a life that we that we can view, that we can view things, amen, from the mountain top of our redemptive reform and transform spirit man is the framework of a sound of a sound biblical prophetic lifestyle. 
Now, there's something I tied to here. The three-dimensional lens view of the prophetic. This is the realm of what I define as a three. This is a realm that I define as a three-dimensional perspective of both heavenly and earthly things. When we see, when we see the way Christ see, hear the way Christ hear, and feel the way he feels, then we shall talk like him. Oh, Jesus. Then we shall talk like him and ultim ultimately walk like him in our prophetic spiritual lifestyle. This is, this is just too much for me. Listen to this. I'll take that again. This is the realm. This three-dimensional lens view, I said, is the realm that I define as a three-dimensional perspective of both, listen to, of both heavenly and earthly things. When we see the way Christ see, that's the first thing. When we see the way Christ see, hear the way he hears, feel the way he feels. Guess what? We shall, we shall, we shall, we shall talk the way he talks, of course. And of course, we will ultimately walk the way he walked in our prophetic lifestyle. This latter part, amen, of talking and walking at the active salaba shayanda, at the active amen, part of the restored prophetic spirits. So, so I'm saying here that, listen to this, let's go back. I'm saying here that when we see the way Christ see, these are, these are the core, these are the foundation. When we see the way Christ see, hear the way Christ hear, feel the way Christ feel, this then leads us to the next dimension, which is to what? Talk the way he talks and ultimately walk the way Jesus said, you know, as I see my father, what I see my father do are the things that I do, isn't it? He said, what I see my father do are the things that I do. So if we follow this pattern of life, amen, I said, this, this, this latter part, amen, of, of talking the way he talks and walking the way he, 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 he walks are the very components of what can be defined, amen, as functioning in the prophetic spirit. This concept of spiritual philosophy establish the heart of the spirit of leadership, which is the objective of an advanced prophetic lifestyle. Now and then, something that I call the lower understanding of the prophetic. I think I should leave this for tomorrow. The lower understanding of the prophetic. So we first of all dealt with the advanced, or maybe I should quickly just read through this. I'll just read through this and leave it for us to think about. I said, unfortunately, the, 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 the least spiritual person, the least spiritual person, or the spiritually carnal and immature, sees and view the things of God, including the concept of the prophetic, from a very shallow realm of existence, which is source, which, which, yes, which is, which sources his understanding and wisdom, amen, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Any theology that is not defined by the doctrine of the spirit of life, all right, is, is, is stained, is stained and limited on the individual's definition and experience of spiritual things, which is of, often inaccurate. I like this. Any theology that is not defined by the doctrine of the spirit of life. Remember, we don't just have a life. There are components of the things of the spirit in the life. Just like, in, you know, in, in, our, in our blood, there are all kinds of elements in the blood. All right, In the life of God, there are elements there. 
These elements are the things that help us to understand the operations and the life amen, of what is called amen, the, 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 the prophetic or the kingdom life. So any theology that is not defined by the doctrine of the spirit of life in Christ is stained. Stained. You know, when you stain a white shirt, all right, it's stained and is limited on the individual's definition and experience of spiritual things. Therefore, you cannot limit the understanding of spiritual things based on your individual, you know, experience. Somebody says, but this is how God has been dealing with me. Have you heard people say things like that? This is how God deals with me. This is, no, no, listen to me. A familiar spirit can take the place of God in our life and be using us and be directing us that every time, you know, we move in certain ways, you get the same result that you think is God. Meanwhile, it's a familiar spirit. Because listen to this, God will not speak to us outside the confines of his word. And God's revelation, hallelujah, will not be given to us outside the framework of what we have seen as a consistent nature and character of Christ. Christ is the image that defines to us, amen, how to interact, how to connect, how to engage, how to operate in the things of the spirit. So when we say the spirit is moving, that spirit can be defined and measured via certain value system that we find consistent in the word of God. Come on, I love that. I love that. So because somebody can say, oh, the spirit of God is moving. <laughs> I can trace, I can track that movement. I can, I, can, I can connect to the fruit. I can locate the values of that movement. I can judge. Remember that word judge? Yes, I, we can judge if indeed. What are the things we're supposed to be looking for? You see, that's where we need to know the word of God. There are certain things the spirit of God, amen, would not say, amen, on an open, you know, a, 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 a space. There's a prophetic word coming. And suddenly, <laughs> now, now that I'm talking about this, I just remember a particular church. And this, prof this prophet, is, this, this man is giving a prophetic word. And he's giving a prophetic word, all right, to a lady. All right? Both of them are friends. They live together. And this prophet is giving a prophetic word that this is, this, these are the things that, you know, the Lord is saying. And this prophetic word, all right, is exposing this other lady. All right, that is living with this other lady. So everybody in the church go, ah, huh, ah. The eyes of the people are like, you mean you did this thing? And this this so-called prophet, seem, you know, is to himself, he's now giving a word that is exposing this other lady. That prophet may have, that may be a true word. But you see, that's not the protocol of giving such a word. Because the prophetic word of God is not designed by nature to condemn another person. Particularly in a place where it will create embarrassment. That's not God. Because the prophetic word of God is designed to redeem. There's a place where, yes, the prophetic word, even when the prophetic word is going to condemn you, it's not going to do it in such a way, except you have done something so terrible. Even, if, even in that case, there are still protocols. One should judge. One should prophesy, two should judge. You see, when I looked at that, I just said, goodness, this is not right. You elevate someone to destroy another person's life. 
That's not how the prophetic ministry works. The prophetic ministry by nature, amen, will seek to cover, will seek to protect, will seek to build, will seek to develop. And if the prophetic, if God wants to rebuke somebody, God has a way of rebuke, but not in the midst of hundreds and thousands of people. That's a show. <laughs> that is a show. And many people, many people who claim they're going to a prophetic church, they're going to a show. And somebody said, but that's how, no, no. Even God, amen, has a dimension of protocol in how he relates with us. The truth is, many aspects of how we see and interact with divine things is still very much influenced by the environmental theology. Oh, I love this. Somebody must read this. The truth is, many aspects of how we see, how we see, and interact with divine things is still very much influenced by the environmental theology. You know, I've talked about the environmental theology. We've been raised and shaped by the man's the, the man's the, the man the, the man's two dimensional lens lens view often sees spiritual things from a from a very basic limited point. Alright? This limited position of viewing things does not give us a holistic overview of what the spirit of the lord is impressing upon us therefore our interpretation is merged is impended by how we see and understand realities from a two-dimensional point man has a two-dimensional concept of view heaven has a three-dimensional in fact heaven has a four-dimensional point of view All the various forms and levels of prophetic gifts, grace, and expression comes from a well-balanced, biblical, sound, prophetic spirit. Let me take that again. All the various forms and levels of prophetic gifts, grace, and expression comes from a well-balanced, biblical, sound, prophetic spirit. A prophetic office or house comprises of the entire listen to this if you're gonna if you didn't listen to if you didn't hear anything that i've said all through the day this one you must listen and this is what i'm going to close a prophetic office or a prophetic house maybe a church a company all right or a person all right a prophetic office or house comprises so the entire prophetic scope can say you're an advanced prophet you are you know an apprentice Whatever level you are, a prophetic office or house comprises of the entire ascended administrative components of the prophetic spirit. Prophetic spirit is different from prophetic gift. And we've been dealing with prophetic spirit. I've not been talking about gift. <laughs> a gift I can gift you by laying out on you. Yes, you can begin to prophesy. That doesn't mean that you have grown. Somebody prophesying doesn't mean that that person amen, understand you know, the concept of spiritual development in terms of operating amen, in the gift. That's why they say, do not commit spiritual things to novice. Novice. Did you hear, have you read that? Yes, they said, they said to you know, uh, 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 Timothy, it says, don't commit spiritual things to novice. There are people that are novice in the things of God, in the things of the spirit. All right? They, they think they know, but they don't know. They're still children. Bible, in fact, Paul called them novice. A novice is one who doesn't really understand. This, you understand the thing? You say, I know, okay, work on it. The person is looking. Mm -hmm. 
a prophetic office or house comprises of the entire the entire ascended administration in other words the administration speaks into how it functions how it works the administrative components of the prophetic spirit and their various complex functionalities i'm going to stop here i know that's a big word that's a big but it's clear it should be clear but we'll maybe we'll look at this again tomorrow tomorrow we we'll we'll deal with biblical principles we we'll deal with biblical principles. I guess somebody's just connecting with us, but we're rounding up because of time. Oh, Father, we give you glory. Ugh, what a day. What a day, what an impartation, what a manifestation. Father, we bless your name. Oh, Thank you, Father, for the ways of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the ways of your spirit. The ways of your spirit. You said your ways are not our ways. You said my th your thoughts are not my thought. As the, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So, are my ways higher than your ways? We hear you, O God. We submit to your ways. We submit to your, your, your order, your instructions, your direction, your leading, your guidance. We have a lot of time. We still want to learn. We just come with an attitude of Mary. Just want to sit at your presence. We want to learn. There are too many deceptions, too many lies out there. We want to learn. We want to unlearn certain things that we have learned. We want to strip ourselves of the old garment, of the old robe. We want to wear a new robe, a plain white robe. It's called humility. We've come with a humble heart. Teach us your ways, O oh God. Feed us, O oh God, with this bread, this manna. We bless you, Father. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone, tonight. Once again, I really, really appreciate the fact that you were able to connect with us. Well, you have the opportunity to listen to this again. We'll be uploading, of course, all our you know, trainings and teachings. We'll upload them. So I should be able to, in the next... Um, half an hour by the, thereabout I, you should have this online so if you want to listen to this again you can you can do that but I think we've been able to once again lay some very important you know a, a framework we, I, I believe that we've laid the right foundation now we're beginning to you know r raise up you know the frames that's what we're trying to do right so I really want to appreciate everyone that has made it a point of duty to connect with us this you know this evening thank you so much um my dear brother all right thank you sister tina i see somebody connecting i can hear me amen thank you so much for connecting really appreciate it although we just you know finishing the this session we're going to continue tomorrow tomorrow of course we're going to be praying tomorrow morning so you want to join us 
tomorrow morning, you know, before six thereabout, we should we should be online again. All right. Thank you so much, Sister Tina. Thank you, uh, Brother Steve, for connecting with us. Thank you, Sister Dioni. Brother Derek, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, uh, 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 my dear brother, uh, Rina. All right, thank you so much for connecting. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, uh, uh, man of God, Andrew Beckis, thank you, sir, for connecting. Everyone, really appreciate. Thank you so much. All right. And then, of course, my, my dear brother, uh, uh, Solomon. Thank you for connecting. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you're out there and you're able to connect with us, but I can see you, I really also appreciate you. Thank you for connecting. May God continue to grant us grace and sight into this new day. We're stepping out of, amen, that which we used to. We're coming into this path. There's a journey that we are, you know, we are, we are embarking and we're embracing. We've not been through this path before, but we're tracking the path of those who have gone ahead of us. And we're celebrating their day, amen, as we continue to embrace the voice of Christ in this brand new day. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the, the evening. God bless you. Bye-bye.